Hey, everybody. It's official. We are back. Thank you so much for your patience and waiting on us. We know it's probably been about a year and a half now since we've done a few of these, and it's been a really awesome time. We built ourselves a bar in the middle of a pandemic. We put our podcasting studio right in the heart of the bar, so when you come in, sometimes you can see us recording. We are looking forward to bringing you guys a lot of really cool episodes down the road. You know, we've got some plans to bring in some amazing winemakers, some beer people. This is going to be a great time. We are super excited to show all of this with you guys. Thank you so much for waiting. Uh, with that, this episode that we are going to do is about cult wines. Some people may have heard that term, usually refers to really expensive wines, but in this case, this is an actual cult. We actually bought wines from a real legitimate cult. So hopefully you enjoy the episode. We are looking forward to bringing you a bunch of new ones this year. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate your patience. Love you, and hope we can see you at our bar. Check us out at riftbaraz.com. And yeah, enjoy the show. All right, well, let's do this. Yeah, let's get drunk. Yeah. Holy shit, man. We did it. Yeah. Hopefully I don't black out on this episode like last time. Well, this time you ate more than a single fry, though, too. That helps. And I don't have Brandon Casey to uh, ice us during the show. Yeah, that's a good if thing, you pull a, If you pull a fucking ice out from underneath this table, I'm going to be pissed. Well, you know, you're off the battle on this one, so I don't think we can get iced on this one. So yeah. I'm not overly worried about that in any way, shape, or form. I wonder but, how that all started. What the story is. Who the first person is that did it. Where that... I mean, because it's very popular amongst all the bartender people. Dude, origin stories are really weird. Like, you know, you get so many weird traditions... In any form of bar, booze, wine, whatever. And every, every story just kind of gets made up along the way and changed. But icing is recent. I remember when I was working at R&R, that was the year it started. So that was 2000 and I don't know, seven, 2008 maybe was when, uh, was when I started hearing about icing. Also, Smirnoff Ice probably wasn't even around in 2005, 2006. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the first person that hid one in someone's bag and was like, haha, now you have to drink it. And you're like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I made the rules. This is the game. Well, so first off, you know there's zero chance it was an adult that invented it. And then there's probably no way in hell that, well, no, maybe a girl may have invented it. But I was definitely going to go with probably a fraternity invented this. See, I thought it was just something with the USBG and the Bartender's Guild and the, the cocktailists and all those dudes. <sighs> Dude, who knows, man? Weird traditions like that. Like, it's one thing to have a drink made up. Be like, oh, I put this brandy with this bourbon, and we oak aged it, and then I burnt some mint and threw in some orange. Sure, I could see that. But to be like, oh, I'm going to go behind a toilet seat, stuff this ice in there, let it get nice and warm, and then when my buddy finds it, when I break the toilet, go, ha-ha, now you got to get on one knee and drink it. Like, And if for anybody who doesn't know what icing is, it's a terrible tradition. You should absolutely do it to your friends if they know it, and they will hate you for a very long time. Basically, hide a smear enough ice somewhere, they find it, they get on one knee, and then they chug it. Old rules used to be 12 ounces. Brandon fucking gave me a 22-ouncer of watermelon. Yeah, not not nice. No, I was terrible, but whatever. Actually, that's a great segue, by the way, because talking about origins, this whole entire episode is about to be about something absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, when I first got in the wine business, one of the wineries that I represented was a winery called Ghost Block. And Ghost Block's tasting room is actually called Cult Wine Central. Really? That's the name of it. It's right directly across the street from uh, Oakville Grocery. 
Yeah. Right there on like what, Oak Knoll and 20. Yeah, it's the back end of Oak Knoll, beginning of Oakville. Yeah. So, and they housed all these wines they called cult wines. And it was one of those terms that just kind of took off. And once again, like those origins, all of a sudden people was like, oh, this is a cult wine, cult wine, cult wine. And I don't think anyone really knew what it meant, but just sounded cool. It's like super Tuscan, just makes it sound better. Yeah, it really did. And, you know, you come up with new names and new things and somebody jumps on it. It's a great marketing. But the fact of the matter is, is, We're going to talk about a really weird thing for this. So I did something I never thought I would say in my entire life. I gave money to a cult. (laughs) Yeah. I actually sent them my money and credit card info. So they're basically could probably get in contact with me with any time. But yeah, I believe some of the stuff I've been like reading and catching up on and learning that a lot of people believe cult wine is based off of, oh, an extraordinarily hard wine to get. You know, a scarecrow, a screaming eagle for beer people. It's probably back in the day, it was like dogfish head. Right now, it's uh, like a heady topper if you're on the West Coast, or what's the other one from Alchemist? Trillium, like things like that. Back in the day, Pliny the Elder. For whiskey, bourbon, scotch people, it's like a uh, like Pappy Van Winkle, all these cult beers. But what if I told you that the term cult wine actually came from a real cult? Like, now, that's the origin. Now, is this, like, the the crazy cult that I watch on Netflix, like, up there in Oregon? Honestly, Wild Wild Country, that thing was crazy. It was. Honestly, it's similar, though. So, ironically, it's called Oregon House. It's in a town called Yuba City, and it's up in the Sierra foothills outside of, nor- like, way north of Sacramento. Where they grow probably a lot of weed. I, well, it's not close to Mendocino. It's not in that, what do they call that, the Green Triangle or whatever? The Emerald Triangle? Emerald Triangle, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is up in the mountains, man. Like, if you were to see pictures of it, which I'll post, it's Desert Highland, basically. So what I bought was this wine called, uh, it's Renaissance Vineyards. Yeah, this is it right here. So Renaissance Winery, Renaissance Vineyard. They, uh... It looks like something that you would have at the Renaissance Festival. Exactly. It's got that cool, like, 1400s calligraphy writing going on. And I don't... I honestly can't even tell you or remember really where I'd had it. We were drinking one night with some people and they had one of these bottles and they had poured it. And I remember thinking to myself, that was a really great wine from California. That was that old. It was like mid nineties kind of a thing. And I, most of the time, you know, California wine doesn't usually make it that long. It's not like a Bordeaux or Burgundy that does, but this was fantastic. It was like, as you say, fresh as a daisy. It was really good. And I was so surprised. So I was like, oh, that's a really cool Napa wine. The guy's like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. And I was looking at the bottle and it said Sierra Foothills. I was like, wait, what? Sierra Foothills had good wine from this region? So I was blown away by it. And I figured, okay. So I started looking into it and I finally found it online. And the website looked like it was made on Windows 3.11 with a little monster that runs down. Everybody used to pay ski jump on. It was terrible. You couldn't use it on a phone. You could barely use it on a laptop. And like I was growing through and it said, all these things from the 80s and the 90s and 2000. The last one was like 2012. I was like, all right, I'll come back one day and buy it. And then months later, looking back through it again, and I realized it was part of something called the Fellowship of the People. And if that doesn't sound cult enough, I mean, that's a pretty good name for a cult. The Fellowship of the People. And so... You know, we'll talk more about the whole thing, but in the end, dude, this place was basically a cult. A lot of people got in trouble, a lot of people went to jail, and they had all this wine left over, and it blew me away that this was up in the mountains. And I believe, and we'll go into it, this is where the term cult wine came from. Now, the term cult, I mean, sometimes you hear it, you think negative. Like, if if your family member joins a cult, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, they're done. But there's got to be good cults out there, like, you know. Wild, Wild Wild Country was started as a good cult. Yeah. I mean, I know they got a little preppery and gunny and 
some other stuff. So uh, you got these wines shipped to us, what, a couple weeks ago? Three, four, oh, yeah, five like weeks ago? Month, like a, probably about a month and a half ago. And it was directly from the winery? Directly from the winery. So the winery itself no longer is functioning. Um, they... They have a winery there. They stopped making all the production back in, I think, 2012 was the last vintage because they ran out of money from lawsuits, jail times, all of that kind of stuff. So then how the hell did you get it? Call, literally went on their website, called them up, talked to a really nice guy who uh, was like, yeah, we've got thousands of cases left of all of our old vintages. Like, they weren't selling it for a long time. But, you know, like any good call, they're running out of money because there's no more followers, there's no more money being in, so now they got to start making up for it. Did they send you pamphlets too? They did not, but they constantly email blast me. So, you know, maybe one day, I don't know, if you never see me again, man. I if off. they show up here sometime. I, dude, I don't think they're Scientologists, man. Like, Scientology is the crazy one. That's not even, is that a cult? I mean, if, if so we say it is, they're probably going to show up, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't want Tom Cruise showing up. Yeah. It's like, let's not talk about Scientology, but hey, it's probably <laughs> a cult. Yeah. Like I said, I always think of cults as being negative. There's going to be some good cults out there. I mean, if that's the case, isn't it just like, a compound or no compound sounds like culty thing like the cult has a compound yeah i don't know good i guess so, could you consider like all those people that got crazy into like yoga like to join like a uh, bikram and stuff like that like that was almost like a cult in that a way be culty yeah i mean they went and like lived on a compound together and gave all their money up and true what else is something that people have been dumping a lot of money into as a group of people that is nice and good i can't think of honestly anything off the top of my head that's like really no culty I mean, I, I keep thinking about religious stuff, and I don't want to bring up religion at all, but, you know. Well, Burning Man. Burning Man can kind of be culty. Yeah. I mean, that is a, it's a whole city. They build it up. They tear it down. They clean it. Like, there are rules to everything you have to do. People donate a ton of money to it. It's all year. I mean, people live Burning Man outside of the event and do little small ones and everything. Yeah, and they have their own little subculture and their little groups and their little symbols that represent each other and... And like I'm not their clans. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is a cult. I love every single one of these people, <laughs> but hashers, hashers, you know, do some crazy fun stuff. And that's like an entire group of people that have their own rituals and rules. They have nicknames for everybody. We had a seafood restaurant in my hometown that was run by a cult, and everybody that worked there all lived in the same house, and they don't all the tip money, all the money they made, all went back into like their cult. The food was good, but everybody in the town knew that they was run by one. What wait, what town was this? It was North like upstate, upstate New York. It was like a seafood restaurant. You ever notice most cults are in places that are like really small town USAs or in yeah. little countries that can't stop them? And this wasn't a little cult. Like the name of it, like people know, is the Moonies. And they were... The Moonies? Yeah, the Moonies. <laughs> that sounds cool. Run by Reverend Sung Young Moon. <laughs> Ooh. I know. That, that, that sounds very... Doomsday culty. They see. I think they were nice people. I don't know. They made really good lobster. Growing hey, up, that's dude, all I gave a shit about. A, well, this place. So uh, going back to this place, the Renaissance Vineyard, man. You know, they got a lot of people to come in. Thousands of members had to donate like ten percent of their money to the cause. They one thing about you know free labor when you have your cult, we're, we'll say it's a religion for now, but you know we're all leaning in the wrong direction on this one. So their religion and their idea, their philosophy. You have all these people there. And they built their entire winery. They built it brick for brick. They planted all their own vineyards. They did it so fast, but it was free labor. So, of course, they're going to be able to get it done. They had over 300 acres of vines from Cab, Merlot, Petit Verdot, Syrah, all these different things. And, in, man, over a couple of years, they planted 
300-something acres of vines, and we're making 40,000 cases. And for everybody, that's a lot of wine. That's a good amount of wine right there. So it's kind of crazy you were able to just, like, call them up and donate money to their cult and get a 1997 vintage I, I am fortunately, yeah, man. I, I Hopefully it went to hopefully a good cause or something. I don't know. You, you know, for just pennies a day, you too can sponsor a cult member. Yeah, at least you get some <laughs> wine out of it. We could play some Sarah McLaughlin music in the background. <laughs> like, <laughs> just show somebody se- in robes. For 17 cents just a day. Staring. Yeah, all white robes. You too can own about and sponsor a bottle of Syrah. Yeah, yeah, and then on that side and a cult. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll give a penny for a, a bottle like this. So the first one, uh, that one that's in your left, one of them, whichever one's the not the, the, darker this one. This was the Syrah. Okay, so yeah, this one is. What is this? Did I pour the proprietary one? Yeah, the proprietary red. So it's just a blend: Cab Merlot, Malbec, Petit Syrah, or excuse me, Petit Verdot. Let's see, Cab Franc. Oh, they threw Sangiovese in there too in Syrah. So a kitchen sink. Yeah, kitchen sink, but it's mostly Cab. It's like, what that's that say, 60? Or 43% Cab, 30% Merlot. So this is like a Bordeaux blend, basically. So if this is the, the winery that, you know, the term cult wine was named after, how did you just research that? Did you get on the rabbit hole on the internet? I did, like, man. That's the one best thing about rabbit holing is once you kind of get locked in, you just keep going. So yeah, it's once I saw that the Fellowship of the People was a thing, I was like, ooh. I'm in. Like, this clearly is going to get weirder the more I read about it. And they were talking about the leader, you know, their leader. They had this whole philosophical idea about bringing all the arts together. So whether it was ballet, theater, opera, literal painting, and in this case, wine, they wanted to bring the best of anybody with this type of philosophy to their compound. And the place they built is nuts. So I'm looking at all the pictures of this place because, you know, me, like I, I like vineyard pictures. I like to see the wineries, what they look like. And I'm just going through every single one of these. And it is a Italian, I don't know what, like almost city. All this marble, all these statues, statues everywhere. They built a Colosseum style amphitheater in the middle of their entire compound. Like uh, just hundreds and hundreds of acres, basically. Sounds like fun. I, right? So again- Where's the drawback? I, but here's the thing. I get how people get sucked into a cult. Because when you're reading it, they're like, all the best people here, you got to make your food. It's all natural. It's all organic. We have our water. You have wine to drink. You can do whatever you want. This is how you live. It's all free spirit, blah, blah. And so it slowly reels you in, man. Just promise everybody that it's every idea I'm, that I'm you sold, want. I'm sold, man. Right? I'm wondering where to sign up right now. Dude, it's just the way... It's basically like... I mean, Napa Valley can be culty with how much they love their wines, but it was it was intriguing to read. And so, you know, there's this huge facility out in the Sierra foothills. They created their own AVA, the Yuba City AVA. They were the ones who started it. And this, like, one winemaker was making all this wine. They built their whole facility. They're having all these good times. And then, man, over the years, just plummeted. Whether it was neglect of the vineyard or, like I said, lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. Because, like most cults, bad things happen there. If you keep talking smack, they're never going to sell you any more wine. No, we'll buy it all now before they get to me. I doubt they're going to hear anything until we get like a cease and desist or something. <laughs> I'm not going to tag them in this or anything. So why not? Yeah, right. And they listen to us like, what the fuck are they talking about? Because you know, there's zero people in a cult who think they're a part of a cult. There's people who are part of big, a, giant, raging a, groups of it, people it, who it's don't a think community. Yeah, yeah. At what point does it go from cult to community to an organization? Yeah. As soon as you're telling me that it's the Fellowship of the whatever, I'm like, nope. Fellowship of the people. It's a good name, man. What was the one in California where everybody died? You the, remember? They all had the Nikes. The one with Manson? No, 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 no. Uh, Are the, these the ones they, that they thought the Comet? The yeah, they, no, no, no. That's that was Jonestown was the Kool Aid one. These were the guys who you know a lot about cults and shit, dude. I rabbit holed an entire cult <laughs> on wine. Of course, I researched every cult out there. I'm like, I, it, I just 
it's crazy to me that people get that deep into something. I mean, I'm like that in wine, so whatever. But yeah, the one in California, they were wearing Nikes. They thought there was a spaceship behind a comet. And they all killed themselves like in the middle of the night. Except one guy. One guy still to this day runs their Twitter account now. It's really weird. So you can talk to him. Anybody who wants to figure that one out, I'm sure I'll figure it out at the end of this. So what do you think of this first one? I think it's showing some age. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think it's... Sh I mean, shit, at this point, it's what? I'm showing my age. <laughs> I mean... Start make noises not, when not, you swirl yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 97, so this wine 24. is 24 years old. Yeah. 24 years, so it has uh, decent acid on it. It's got some nice fruitiness to it, but yeah, you could definitely get that age part of it at this point. Th this wine officially is older than probably 50% of the girls in our bar right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point right yeah just like kind of looking around yeah now they'll like actually like look out the window see everybody you're right yeah and yes it's true we are recording this live or well recording it so but from our uh bar that we opened up in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> recording lar live from this place <laughs> dude this was fun man we actually were able to build our studio in our bar Can we just say we have a studio now yeah, this is a true studio. We soundproof the walls for the most part, got the windows in. It looks like a radio no, no, room. Yeah, no ice cream man rolling by anymore. No Amazon packages coming. Well, we don't know no, yet. No no uh Harry Krishna's trying to like, you know, get me to sign up for something. Harry Krishna. That is that's a cult. That's a cult. <laughs> are those <laughs> the monks at the airport? Uh yeah. Yeah. I they were so. all bald and the I think some of them, yeah. Yeah, but they're super nice. That's not—I don't think that's like a cult. It's like—I mean, it's more of a religion, but it's also—I think all religions, in a way, are kind of cultish. Yeah, I mean, it's—I mean, I guess in theory, it started as a cult and then became a religion. You know, like Mormonism—you have to give a huge amount of your money. I mean, not a huge amount, but like a fraction of your money to the religion so that they can, you know, keep doing whatever it is that they're doing. So I guess maybe maybe religion in that sense can be, in theory, the friendly cult because they didn't ask everybody to commit suicide <laughs> by drinking Kool Aid. It's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's, it's There's a point in time where something crosses from cult to organization, religion, whatever. I feel, though, I could I, they could reel me in, though. Like, if you have, like, all the free wine, you know, I kind of like the name Renaissance, too, and they, the way they do it when you start talking about it. Well, Because the whole Renaissance man thing is someone who could do a lot of different things. You're a painter. You're a singer. You're a runner. You're a this. That's being a Renaissance man. You're yeah. doing a lot of different things. So it sounds like, I mean, kind of how I live my life. I mean, I kind of want to check these guys out now. I, yeah, think, I, think, I think you're selling me on it. I, let's do Let's do it. Let's go, let's go into it because then when all the rest of their, like, I don't know, 100 members or less all go away, we'll just take it over. We could be their sommeliers or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the guy who started it, or he wasn't the one who started it, but one of the members who was working the vineyard later became the winemaker. And one of his first jobs was going to France and selling the wine. Feel, like, that's your gig, dude. I feel like if we have to be a little more somber, though, like... Hello. This, this episode is brought to you by the Fellowship of the People. Yes, the Fellowship for like-minded individuals. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that same voice. It's like everyone knows it. Yeah, it's very culty yeah. <laughs> or very NPR-like. <laughs> it reminds me of like like the church lady or something like that from uh, yeah. some of the, the uh, people, the Saturday Night Live episodes. Yeah, where they were doing the NPR skits. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the sweaty balls. Yes, oh, yeah. it's that voice. Nah, but I mean, I, if you approach somebody... Speaking of sweaty balls, this wine has got a little sweaty ball in it. You, got the, you get the little balliness to it? The little taintiness? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> Dude, it's, we haven't done a true podcast in 
dude a year plus a year and then before that we just did like a filler one between that year i think our last real one was uh i mean we did one with yusuf for the social distance drinking club before that you and i did a cab conversation but the real one that with uh, nicholas biscarda was almost two years ago yeah it's crazy it was it was over two years ago a few months ago 2020 doesn't count at all like when i say last year i talk about 2019 yeah I, i was saying that to somebody at the bar they were asking me they were like uh like what, what? What was going on during this time? And I was like, "Oh yeah, it was real recently." And by recently, 2019, because yeah. 2020 just kind of—it doesn't exist in my mind. Doesn't exist. Nope. It felt like forever, and yet only felt like a few months. Because here we are, vaccines are out. Man, it's gonna be weird looking back on this one. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Like, I'm Depending glad we're actually just—I'm glad we're stuff. just actually talking about like wine right now in this episode and cults and random stuff. Yeah, we're definitely have to do a whole episode where we just talk about. 2020? Yeah. That's going to be like a 14-part episode. <laughs> be like a mini-series we can do. Dude, speaking of... Uh, no, I'm not going to say anything about that one yet, but we'll get to a whole 2020 episode a few years from now when people have settled down about a lot of things. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, it's just been... Opening a bar in the middle of all this, nuts. I mean, we could literally do a three-hour episode just talking about that. Dude, like, no the crazy and, fucking shit we had to deal with. And everything in the world that was going on, especially it, it went from being a... A year of you saw everything on the outside of the world that barely affected you to do. There were riots a block from my house at one point. You were at. I was caught in the middle of it with glass being broken around me and people with like people with ARs like guarding my restaurant out front. Like we had a whole group of dudes in combat armor, like ordinary citizens. Yeah. And one was my wine rep. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, we like, had full militias out yeah. front of our winery at one point. My, my wine rep's like, uh, I was laid off from work because of the Rona, so I'm here to protect the restaurants that are open. And him and his boys were all out there with their, you know, Dude, ARs. and crazy. Like, everything that happened during that time was so, no- like, beyond abnormal while everybody was trying to pretend to be normal. Bro, there was no toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing we got to always remember. I've never in my entire life had to go constantly into the bathroom of Suvino when we started opening to make sure nobody stole our toilet paper. It, people were literally giving toilet paper to each other like gifts. I oh, went, yeah. I went to a bar and they were like, are you okay? Do you have enough toilet paper? And literally this bar gave me a roll of like 80 grit sandpaper toilet paper to yeah. like take home. And I was so thankful. Single, single ply became a, a commodity at some yeah. point. That, that was like, you could barter with that shit. Dude, we did. There was a point in time because we could get it at a restaurant depot. We were giving away rolls of toilet paper with wine. <laughs> People were doing that. Come like uh, breweries were being like, come buy a growler. We'll give you a free roll of toilet paper. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> fucking weird. That's a weird thing to tell kids later on in the day. Like, oh, what was missing back then? Butt wipe. Butt wipe was missing. We had zero. You know, it's like <laughs> bidet's bidet stock went through the roof. It's like when your grandfather was like, I used to walk to school like barefoot <laughs> up the hill. It's like, well, we're gonna be saying to our grandkids, like, you know what? When I was your age, we didn't have toilet paper. <laughs> when I was your the, age, the United States sold out of all butt wipe. When I was your age, we started taking claws and using it for butt wipe and had to yeah. wash it in the sink. <laughs> It's, we had to resort to the 1920 style of butt wipe. So weird. Yeah, dude. I, like I said, everything gets weird. You know what they probably had at this cult? Butt wipe. They probably make their own. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they probably make everything organic and natural on site. Well, I don't know if you heard. They said there's going to be another butt wipe shortage now. Dude, there's everything shortage at this point. This Cans, whole Suez boat stuck in whole, a canal. Yeah, the whole Suez canal. Like the, I mean, it got pulled out, but. Well, one of the tankers behind it has like all the pulp. Destined for the United States to make butt wipe right now. So they're saying there's going to be another shortage in 2021. Yeah, so these corks were a little dry. Use the ASO I saw to pull that out. Well, no, check it. Feel this. It's not dry at all. It's just old as shit. Like, that's still spongy. 
but it was going to fall apart, right? Like, it's still just, it's definitely, not, not newer is not the right word, but yeah, man, it's it definitely wasn't holding on. So yeah, so I I kind of want to keep talking about this, because I, I don't know what, what it cults? is. I love, well, yes, and the origin kind of of this thing. Yes, Jonathan, tell us about the cults. Everybody, I'm going to play background music <laughs> while I talk about this that you can only subtly hear. Yeah, and I'm going to start doing the little spinny circles on the camera <laughs> at some point where it just constantly like... You are getting sleepy. Listen to what I have to say. <laughs> Focus on my eyes. Oh, man. So, yeah, the, uh, the dude who did these wines, these particular years, his name was uh, Gideon Beinstock. Or <laughs> Beinstock. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> what else would it be? Yeah. Gideon. <laughs> Gideon the Magical Unicorn. No, yes. it'd be Gideon... Gideon Greenfoot or Green th or uh, Purple Thumb in this case. So the dude still has some wineries in California that I'm I'm gonna buy his wine. Like I have to. He makes wines like this. I gotta go get his stuff now. He was a member of the organization. He was selling wines in France for a while, and I remember it being like the original winemaker had passed away, and he took over, and he was the one who changed the entire basically idea of this wine he started grafting things better he started getting rid of roots that didn't work replanting new vines got rid of all the oak for the most part and used real light touch of it went full organic he was like one of the first natural winemakers in america and he did everything all natural started using native yeast instead of packaged yeast so he kind of brought his ironically art to the table for this whole thing. So that's what we're drinking on this one. And that second one is a 2002 Syrah. So I don't think anything's blended into it. I'm 99% sure this is just 100% Syrah. As I'm yeah. drinking this, this is getting, it's opening up, the funk is blowing off. You know, we always talk about funk and old wines and sometimes you just need to open the door and air it out. It's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true, I mean. You gotta let the funk out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. So and yeah, Especially man. being a 97, I mean, Sangiovese holds up. You got really good acid in that grape. So that's a grape that typically can hold up. And blending a bunch of that into this definitely will help with this longevity. Syrah, to me, is something that almost always has great longevity. Well, it's so, I mean, you're talking about Sierra Foothills. So you're talking about a relatively warmer area. But it's up in the mountains. So it's like, you know, anywhere from 1,000 to 3,000 feet up. I don't know if they get the fog in the Sierra foothills the way they do Napa Sonoma, and they don't get that any of that shift coming in. And the Central Valley is hot, but you know you're high enough in a mountain and it's nice and cool. But it's all like it's sun exposed. It's California. It's sun all day long, so it kind of falls into that middle ground of you do it right. It's still going to hold the acid. There's no tannin structure to this at all. That's like grippy. I mean, it's 24 years old. It shouldn't. I bet when we pour at the very end of that thing, it's going to be coffee grounds coming out of that. So I, I've never had a Syrah this old either. Like, literally, and the entire time we've ever been drinking together, I've never had an old Syrah. I've had a lot of old cabs, Barolos, but this one? Nah, I, I, I don't know, so I'm intrigued. But it's dark as night, dude. This I'll show the cork later. It's black coming out of the glass. What do you think of the Syrah? It smells dusty. Like, once again, it's kind of like just that old room in the house that's kind of like a little musty. Yeah, like, not, right. Not, uh, just dusty. It's the best way to put it. Yeah. Like, it's such an interesting thing, because when you say dusty, it's immediately like, what, you get that old attic. Like where the air has, there's like something to the air, like it's stagnant, but there's a huge aroma to it. Well, it's almost like that aroma that you get right when it starts to sprinkle on the ground and you get that smell. Oh, you're talking about like right before it rains? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. What did, uh, or oh, this will be the 13th time we've asked, but there's a the name for that. I just want to call it Petrichor, but it's not Petrichor. It's, uh, 
I'm sure someone will be texting me right now. Oh, wait, they're not listening live. <laughs> yeah, right. At this point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, it's, I like it. Like, I like it because it's different. Because I think most Syrahs I'm used to are, ca- or, uh, excuse me, um, Australian Shiraz, where it's bacon grease and big and jammy. And, you know, this is like soft and easy. It's that's, amazing. A cult made some really good wine. That's great. It's actually very mild. Low tannins, low, I mean, kind of low acid on it. Easy drinking. It's actually refreshing. It actually does not taste like it's, what's this? This is a 2002. So yeah. this, is, this is almost, what, 19 years old? Yeah. So almost old enough to drink itself. Actually, yeah, no, 18, 19, yeah, 19 years old. Wait, damn, 21 is 1999? No. Yeah, that's, yeah. well, that's the whole thing with the whole, I, with checking IDs yeah. now. 2000. You just, you just look for the 99. If you see a 90, anything pre-2000, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's legal. So when I look at IDs, I just look at the year and it says 99, 98. Oh, dude, that feels makes me feel so... Dude, people in 2001, 9-11, people are about to be 21. Wow. One more year, yeah. Yeah, that's it's weird. That feels like... That wasn't... Speaking of things not long ago. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I, I'm I happy with how these turned out because, I mean, I went into this blind. I remember I had the one thing going on, but I was like, dude, with a story like this and everything they've done, why not? Like, got to take a shot at something weird. We're going to drink so many weird wines over our time. Why not go for... A religious kind of cult thing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had any like cult wines. I mean, I've had plenty of wine at church, <laughs> which they've served. I always wonder who do you think makes the wine for church? Like, is it like barefoot's like, oh, I got all this extra juice, just come bless this eight billion gallon tank and we'll give it to you? Well, that was a huge part of prohibition, was that a lot of the wineries that survived prohibition were selling wine to the church. Yep. Or medicinal or too. Giving it to the church or whatever they were doing. Yeah, anything they could. Donating it. My favorite was when they would used to say they'd package up grapes into these bricks, and then they would say, caution, do not add yeast or will turn to wine. So you just throw it in a bucket and pour some water on it and let it go. Hmm. But, no, but if you think about, like, does a priest go to a grocery store, snag a bottle, go back and bless it, and then just pour it into the decanter at wine, at wine, uh, excuse me, at church? There's got to be a brand that has the... Uh lockdown on it there's probably like Like, one brand like cardinal like the cardinal of the usa goes to a winery gala or whatever and says you know what we're gonna make this wine for you and we're gonna call it you know what's the kosher wine i know there's there's one brig band it's not matthias um there's a couple that uh, are kosher with an m i don't know why for for some reason my brain just keeps thinking of the one beer called the hebrew (laughs) (laughs) that's what i keep thinking of when you keep saying but i think the the religious wine actually has a name that's like kind of like kitschy or something like that like it's actually a dude name. i like i can picture it. it it's literally it because of the name oh well again another one of those things we'll come back to not manischewitz oh that's that's like the stuff that people drank in the 70s i think it is manischewitz yeah i thought that was that is kind of a sweet wine, wine. i yeah. think so yeah 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 talk about things getting better and better as time went on wine from the 70s to now is not even the same ballpark some of it i mean i've had bottles from the 70s that were unreal yeah we did have that sterling that was really good that one time well think about too it's like the paris tasting of 76 and all that like those were all 70s vintages speaking speaking of which to to steve spurrier may may, may he rest in peace the guy who did the paris tasting of 76 absolutely you know he just passed away week and a half ago a week ago yeah and if everybody's seen a if you want to know what we're kind of talking about that really awesome movie watch bottle shock it kind of you know it's a hollywood driven movie but it gives you an idea of what i guess he kind of did for the most part it's pretty accurate overall i I hear you know different things yeah i mean some of the in-between stories were kind of made up here and there but the actual tasting event and what went down and stuff like that a lot of that was pretty accurate um but essentially he wanted to 
embarrass America on their uh, bicentennial. That we did he want to embarrass America or that's did he the whole wanna... that's the whole story was that he came over here to grab all the wines to take them over to France and taste them against the French. He wasn't coming over here because he heard American wines are great. He came over here to be like, well, we're gonna take this farm wine and put it against the great wines of the world on America's bicentennial to poo 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 on them. But once he got over here and started tasting the wines at the wineries, he went, holy shit, this isn't farm wine. This isn't what I was thinking. And he fell in love with the wines. So he actually became excited about bringing them back. But the original plan was he was expecting to embarrass America, basically. Oh, know? man, I did not know that. I yeah. thought it was always that he had drank it and was like, I got to show how the French are snipe because he's English. So I figured he was like, uh, fuck the French. No, I said that in a French accent. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fuck the French. Oh, wait, different guy. <laughs> I, I forget what he said. There was a line he said in the movie. There's something he's like, I'm not pompous. I'm just British or something like that. Same thing. Considering yeah, you're just, a pompous aristocrat. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. The British have the dry sense of humor. It's fantastic. Yeah. I we, love, have, we have the one Scottish guy, or is he Irish? He was the Irish person that came in for St. Paddy's Day. He had some great dry sense of humor. But he hates everybody, so it's fair. <laughs> but the uh, that movie, though, it's awesome to see, to kind of see the story behind it. Um, Alan Rickman in the movie played Steve Spurrier. <laughs> Alan Rickman. You know, another one. May he rest in peace. Oh, damn. He died, too. That's right, dude. Yeah, like a couple of years ago, I think now. Remember when everybody was worried about all the celebrities dying before COVID? They were like, oh, everybody's getting old. It was like coming in threes and three. And then COVID hit and everybody went, oh, shit, all the celebrities are going to die. Uh, yeah, except for what's his name that plays with the Rolling Stones. That and Betty White. For, that lives forever. Betty White is the female version of uh, Mick Jagger. Yeah. but what the, They just live forever. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she's like almost 100 now. I think she is 100 now. I don't know. There's a country, I think it's Jamaica, where when you turn 100, you get a, you become a stamp. Like, they actually have a stamp of you. I'm like, that's pretty badass. Or if you're 100 the queen in England, uh, the queen will write you a letter. That's kind of cool. If you're 100 in America, congratulations. That's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah, especially the way we live. I think our life expectancy is going down. Yeah, it did. First time ever in the history of America, life expectancy went down. That's because people are crazy. Yeah. Everything. Everyone needs to drink more wine and just be normal. Dude. I will say one thing about opening a bar. It's, and I've always seen it. I got away from it in the winery. I mean, you've seen, you've met the people. You get the whole spectrum of crazy from one side to the other. You get it all. Everybody has a crazy thought. Every single person. I mean, we'll talk about some stuff that we probably think are stupid, like how you don't think the moon is real and it's probably made of cheese or something. I don't know. Oh, no, you think the moon landing was fake. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, I know. Exactly. See? Hold on. I got a video I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad about that day still. I will always... I'll go to my grave and be like, fuck you for making me think that you believe that. But yeah, I mean, you go talk to these people out here and they're some of the nicest people. See, I love Oliver Clark. I he love He admitted that he believes it now. Ha <laughs> ha. We have that recorded. Mm-hmm. All right, go on. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still think the moon is made of cheese and the Italians are preventing us from going there because they have a, like entire consortium and prevention squad of Everest from going to the moon because it'll be the best cheese in the world. Or excuse me, from the moon. Uh, the Hubble telescope today captured an asteroid that has enough rare ore on it that would produce 70, was it 70 times the global economy value? It's not possible. We live inside of a dome on the back of a turtle. That too. Yeah. So what you're saying is the fake Hubble telescope in the fake space 
captured a fake asteroid. See, you need facts. <laughs> hey, I got facts, bro. You're just throwing shit against the Dude, wall. Dude, we should start a cult that's like that, like way beyond flat earthers. But in the end, Dude. we get everybody by saying we drink all day, smoke weed all day. Arizonans are all about believing shit like that, too. Yeah, have you ever been to Stona? <laughs> yeah, they got crystals up there. Like Vortexes. The, the, the main dude who like got abducted and got like, you know, butt searched. Uh, was oh, from fire in the sky! Yeah. It was Arizona. That's totally, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, dude, that movie was we, weird. We got all the crazies. Oh, that's I'll, awesome. This state is nuts. I love it. That's why it was so awesome to open a bar here, so then we get to see it all. Yeah, dude. I, hey, listen, fire in the sky guy. For any reason you're watching, you want to come on our podcast? We'll talk about the anal probe ring. Oh yeah, yeah. Why not, dude? Sedona is so weird. I love Sedona. It's it's beautiful. But you know the number one most sightings of UFOs in the world? Sedona. Yeah. Yeah. Not surprised. Honestly, this, it was one of the very few things when I heard it, I went, I'm literally not surprised. Yeah. Aliens, Everybody aliens love Arizona. Yeah. Weather's nice. Got some cool bars. Do you think they Girls get sunburned? Girls are cute. Ooh. Because they're gray. But they're wearing body armor. Uh, that's right. It might be like a force field that comes down. Yeah. I saw what you got Independence Day. They got that shit around them. Oh, yeah. The entire encasing. Yeah, like an exoskeleton kind yeah. of thing. Well, if they're coming from Mars, they got the whole thing, but they have a big giant brain that's exposed to everybody. Or like, I'm pretty sure that your dog is like the thing from um, Men in Black. Mm -hmm. Like, your dog's going to pass away someday and his head's going to open head's up. Gonna open. And there's going to be like a little alien in there. Dude, my dog looks at me like I'm an alien. So, yeah, yeah probably. That... He also knows English. So, yeah, he might be. Frank. That was uh, the dog's name. Oh, man. So, age Syrah. So, there's Syrah is a grape that I'm, we're going to go on a lot of rants about. At one point, I'm going to change our wine list to like all Syrah. Oh, dude, let's do it. Syrah yeah. September, all September Syrah. Yeah, we're just going to call it like K Syrah Syrah. That'll be our yep. month. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got to be <laughs> a little witty. Syrah. Syrah. Because it's one of my favorite varietals and it's so hard to sell and get rid of. Like, more people are asking about it now, but. It's just been one of those things. Like people blend Syrah into other things just to get rid of it. That's the whole thing with Pinot Noir. People always are like, you know, oh, you can tell there's Syrah in this Pinot. And you get that Pinot Noir that's like dark and inky. You're like, eh. yeah, yeah, but that's because they mix stuff into it usually. Dude, my friend puts Zivendel in his Pinot Noir. Yeah, and people love it. Dude, people just love really big jammy stuff. I mean, well, it's it's, the, it's America's palate is yeah. big jam and sweet, sweet. It's true. Yeah. America loves big shit, man. Cars that get six miles to the gallon are the size of a building. Big hair, big sunglasses. Dude, right? Like, big personalities. In the 80s, they had big shoulder pads. Big shoulder pads. You know. But I we're in the bar industry. We've seen a lot of big fake boobs. But yeah, I always make the joke that, you know, you never see Escalades rolling around Tuscany or something like that. Like, in Europe, they're like, they, they like small stuff. They like stuff that's like, you know, more refined, smaller wines. They're not drinking whiskey the way we drink it over here. Dude, yeah, I mean, do people drink, I'd be intrigued to see how much people drink something straight, like, as much as we do. Like, honestly, one thing I learned about Europe, they don't do shots. No. Like, nobody just sits there and just pounds back a Jack Daniels. And out here, shots aren't shots. It's this much. <laughs> yeah, well, you get a tumbler. People, and people like, are drinking oh. to get fucked up there, here. People, yeah. people in Europe are just drinking because they're alive and they want to celebrate with their friends and have a good time. Well, sometimes people come in here to buy a beer and they've literally been like, what's your highest alcohol beer for the lowest price yeah that's all that's they want so weird to me they just want to get fucked up yeah i mean those stouts will do that to you too oh it's <laughs> funny because ironically you'd be like go get the wine but some of our stouts are pretty 15 16s yeah that shit can the so happens it's tuesday was what 17 yeah that was a big one yeah man and they do a black tuesday one that's like something like 18 or 19 percent well dude that's another thing about these wines is you know 
is back in the day when things are more refined. I bet you this doesn't even break 14% if I'm looking on this. Oh, yeah, look, 13.5. Yeah, nowadays. And that's crazy for a Syrah because Syrahs can get hot. This, dude, the, the Renaissance red, 12.6. That's why it's so, honestly, that's why the wines like that can last and be fresh. You keep it light, easy. Plus, you could drink this whole bottle and, you know, you'll be buzzed, but you won't be fucked up like some of the other ones that we've had. That label is so trapped in, like, 1986, though. Dude, right? Like, yeah. Dude, I, I, honestly, I, 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 I want to go have a turkey leg and go watch some jousting looking at it. <laughs> I was going to say, I could see that, like, on a coffee table next to, like, that printed couch that everybody had in the 80s. <laughs> like the With plastic on it. Yeah. Wood paneling or... Uh, Wallpaper behind, like all the houses had the same look back in the day. Everybody had the same uh, couch. Dude, honestly, that's really no different than now. Yeah, like if kids were our age, they'd look around and be like, man, everybody had an Ikea couch that looked like it was from the 70s. True. Dude, half the girls that come in here now in their 20s all look like my mom and her friends in the 80s. They all have the high-waisted, like high-waisted you know, baggy, dad, dad, dad pants. big fucking hair. There, I've seen more clear glasses now where, like, the rims are clear and, like, Coke bottle lenses and stuff like that. It's so weird, man, because, like, honestly, yoga pants kind of look futuristic. Like, that, like everything's tight. Like, it doesn't matter who's wearing them. Like, it looks futuristic. But, like, nowadays, that dude, could... the 80s fully came back. I, mustaches are coming back like crazy. Like, I see more dudes walking in here with mustaches and whatnot. So... It's just like as you're pointing to people in the bar right now. I'm pointing at the guy who stacked four cans high for some reason at a table. <laughs> like, it's, it's just all right. It's funny because everybody's gonna look over here looking at us, and I look out there like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, he's his pyramid is taller than him now. Yep. But yeah, man, like everything came full circle. So you know what's coming back next? Cults. Yeah. New cult. I, they sound fun. Dude, they pro I bet all cults start a fun. That that wild wild country one just looked amazing. Like they were just Dude, that first episode I wanted to join. Yeah. I was like, you kidding me? They redid an entire area, made it beautiful, brought fish back, they redid a stream, they made all their own food, they partied and banged each other all night. That's all they did. Yeah. Eat, drink, play music, have it's basically Italy. They created tiny Italy in Oregon. And then, you and know, somehow certain people the, got mad about and it. And somehow the neighbors had a problem with it. Neighbors had it. Yeah, they got a big enough problem. That they pissed them off, they took over the city. Then they had a bigger problem and had the or like the the state government come in. And by the way, these are all the people who are like, I don't want the government overreaching. They definitely wanted them to overreach. And then somebody tried to kill somebody, and then that's it. The cult went off the deep end. They were already at the deep end, but you know, once they started buying bombs and guns and shit, that was it. <laughs> what if we could make a cult around here? Why not? Let's just we'll start a wine club. And we'll get everybody on the wine club. We'll give we'll them free tastings. We'll start having meetings weekly. We have meetings weekly. Everybody gets to try new wines. We'll bring in really charismatic winemakers and beer guys. We'll start teaching them how Ooh, to do things. The Fellowship of the Rift. Nah, it's got to be better than that. It's got to be the people's liberation of drinking. Or the people's army of libations. I don't know. The, the, the pals. The yeah, pals. These are my pals. The people's these army are all of my, yeah, libations. Hey, hey, the pals. Hey, and you can just hey. Are you my pal? You're my pal. Are you my pal? <laughs> are we are we friends? Are we buddies? Are we no, pals? We're pals. <laughs> That's our secret. Yep. We have to have a secret handshake now. I don't know what it's gonna be, but we'll figure that out. Maybe it's this. We go up to her and just go and just walk away. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll start giving away free booze. We'll get really pretty girls to come in, give them free drinks. I'll be the enforcer. You gotta be like the more like the the Tolkien headpiece. Oh, uh, do you grow your hair piece? all long and shit? Yeah, I'll start wearing all white. Reverend Jonathan. Uh, no, nah, it can't be Reverend. It's gotta be 
oh man, what's a weird culty to this because you can't say leader. Bishop. No, that's that's Catholic. Uh we'll find a term for something. Uh, like you said, like Sup- commandante. Su- no, it's communist, su- probably. Su- Supreme leader. Supreme leader is very North Korean-y. <laughs> you could do that if you're a Mooney. Which is, I guess, is a cult too. Dude, North Korea. North Korea is what happens when a cult takes over a country. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you never know. The the cult of Rift could go somewhere. Yeah. Chain we do so we have franchises all across the state, which are basically churches. You come in, you say a hello, you have your drinks, you leave your money. The dwellers of the rift. Dwellers. Ooh, I like dwe- yeah. <laughs> We're on to something. You just wait every episode. Yeah. We always out of peace. We invent something every episode. Yep. So we invented a cult. I you know what? Fuck it. You get to you get to drink a bunch of good beer. You get you to get hang the- out with like minded beer drinkers and wine drinkers. Yeah. Not pretentious. Get to hang out. You could, if you want to paint, you can paint. You could teach us how to paint. I'm totally about Come about in, play it. guitar, we'll teach people how to play guitar. I'll sing. Ooh, I'll bring right, my I'll well. bring my I could bring my bongos, my congos. <laughs> Your congos? Yeah. You're you're gonna bring Conga. a country? <laughs> what is it? Congas? Yeah, that thing. That, that, I'll bring those too. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, well, we can move to Congo. It's probably cheap. Wait, yeah. does Congo even exist? No, it's DR. It's the Democratic Republic, Republic of, of Congo. Yeah. Sweet. I bet you they have cults there too. Yeah, that seems like a really shitty place though, because you can't really make wine or do that. It's hot as fuck. It's all tropical. We go to Central America, do the same thing. Probably way cheaper. Oh, we can go get an island. No, we can't get an island. Jeffrey Epstein had an island. That gets weird. Yeah, we just need to like rename our like wine club to something like cultish. Rule number one of our cult is no touching people underage. Because <laughs> that seems to be the downfall of all cults. All right. Yeah. Uh, under what age? Well, I guess it depends on the country, but for legal sake, let's go with 21. Nobody under right. the age of 21 could be in our well, cult. We're a, we're a booze drinking cult. So. We're a booze drinking cult. We are a cult with a drinking so, problem. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Or, or, or we're, drinker, we're drink, drinkers with a cult problem. We're tr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this is a terrible idea turning into this a is great idea. Great. Listen, there's no such thing as a bad idea. <laughs> it's just a really great idea that went south real fast. <laughs> That's and, and literally in like 300 years when they're celebrating like our cult, it's gonna be like a couple like mics and a fucking set of headphones up there in front of our statues uh, as the yeah. founding members. Just microphones. <laughs> yeah, dude, we can't, man. We have to pass on leadership to like-minded individuals oh this is getting this is getting good i'm ready to start writing doctrines now yeah what's the great thing is now we're talking about there's at least 10 other people that's going to listen to it with ideas we have to write bylaws or not not because it can't be commandments can't be bylaws bylaws are corporate rules kind of work i don't know we'll figure it out anyway that Syrah is getting really really good actually yeah it's really juicy it's super fresh i said for being 19 years old you want to know something really funny about this, by the way? So these guys, speaking of culty stuff, they uh, at the RNC when um, Reagan won, they poured these wines. <laughs> oh, yeah, just a really random nonsense. So these guys were everywhere at one point. I like this one. The the proprietary red one's getting really good. Well, you know, a lot to be said about seat. this this opening up because you know me, I'm kind of against decanters. But yeah. this could be a wine that could actually really benefit from decanting. Well, I mean, we've got like, you know, multiple more hours to go after this and see how this wine evolves. Because I don't think it's not going to make it to tomorrow. I wouldn't. No. Yeah. There's like zero chance this last. Well, I'm going with two more hours. <laughs> you never know. I've had you just never know what wine. That's the thing is, I guess. And I say, I don't think this is going to last. But I've been way wrong a million times. You know, I've also been right a million times. Have you? I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm, I gotta say, 
I'm not. How can I put it? Hmm. I'm right most of the time. <laughs> Spoken like a true cult leader. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right all the time until you make a prediction like, oh, the world's coming to the end in five years. No, I was going to say that I'm not often right, but I've never been wrong. That's always been kind of like my statement that I've said. What do you mean? That I'm not often right, but I've never been wrong. You've never been wrong? No. About anything? Oh, no. Not even the moon landing? <laughs> well, you haven't proven me wrong the other way. Damn it. Uh, Fair enough. Bro, we went to the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, and it was like a roll of toilet paper, like a roll of tinfoil wrapped around a roll of toilet paper. They're like, this is what we landed on the moon in. You're like, no way. A stiff breeze will blow a hole in that thing. Yeah, except guess what's not on a moon? A stiff breeze. Bro, they land. They literally had a graphing calculator piloting that ship. Yeah. Like a TI-85. Great. It's just a rocket. It's point and can, shoot and aim and hope that it gets to where it's going to be. Speaking of calculators, can we talk about why my calculator app has to update every three days on my phone? Where the fuck is your calculator app updating? Oh, well, your phone's on auto-update. I see what updates. So you don't even realize this, but literally every like three days, my calculator app updates. I'm so intrigued. Yeah. Turn off your auto-updates. You'll wait. Yeah. I don't know why math is changing so much, but it's crazy. Huh. I, it's weird. I think that's the app that's spying on me now. The calculator? Yeah. Why not, dude? They all are. No, I think that's the one, because there's one specific one that's got to be capturing all my information. Would you consider anti-vaxxers culty? Because that seems to kind of fall into that category of people who hardcore believe something that is 100% wrong. Yeah, or like, what is it? The QAnon people. Oh, my God. QAnon for sure is a cult. Yeah. Yeah. Those people believe in some absolutely dumb shit. Yeah, Space lasers and shit. Yeah, the Jewish space lasers that started the fires in California. Yeah. Or that Pizza Gate was a thing, that there's a basement at this pizza place for kids. They believe that there's a Mars colony where pedophilia. You know what? I don't even want to keep going. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Listen, Renaissance Vineyard made some good wine. They probably started with some good ideas and they got weird and, and, and touchy. You, and you and think, that was bad. And you think I'm crazy. Fuck you, Anon. You think I'm crazy for like thinking that the moon landings didn't happen. Oh my God. I can't wait for somebody to actually, you know what, have the conversation with people. <laughs> yeah, I, You know what, I challenge Buzz Aldrin to come on the show and prove me wrong. Isn't he dead? Buzz? No way, he just got divorced. 96 years old, just divorced his wife. Because he's like, I'm going to spend my last three years on this planet. Oh, Single. man. Yeah, let's see if he makes it to 100. How do, how, how do you get divorced in your 90s? You're, what are you going to do? Wow, you're really you're you're real passionate about that one. You got like I don't flustered. Under, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, well, think of it like this way: it's a cult. Maybe marriage is a cult. <laughs> actually, <laughs> kind of is. You got to give half your shit. There's got to be something to be said about the fact that you know, if you're 95 years old, you're like, all right, what do I have at best? Seven years, eight years. If you're 90, dude, tomorrow is a great day. Yeah. So can't you and your wife just be like, you know what? You go over there and I'll go over here. You don't sleep in the same beds. You've got the two little beds that go up, they go down, they go left, they go right. Yeah. You can sleep in different sides of the country. Who By cares? By the way, yeah. I mean, at yeah, this point in time, like, you need somebody to help you, like, go to the bathroom at best or take your little scooter. You could literally drive away from the conversation if you don't like it that hasn't been a really weird conversation to be at like 95 years old be like honey i want a divorce like i got a girlfriend oh, dude, what if he does have a girlfriend me, me, me and esther esther oh greta greta and i greta's six years younger than you like greta, greta still has one tooth 
robbing the cradle. <laughs> we got she's, new, she's 83. We got your new member in the community club. I've always wanted to date a younger woman. See, unlike you, she wears a onesie instead of a full suit when she goes to the pool. <laughs> oh, my God. What if it was? What if the entire time you like, your varicose veins are gross, your hair is... You're basically bald and falling out, and you're Buzz Aldrin. Like that's all you got going at this point. Yeah, you're you're Buzz. You you have no problems punching a thirty year old dude in the face for telling you the moon landings are fake. Here's a really gross statistic, and it's probably not true, but I'm gonna definitely say it is. Is every single person that's in a uh, old person's retirement home probably has syphilis? Definitely whoa, not all of them, but syphilis. Whoa, syphilis whoa. There's syphilis outbreaks in old retirement homes. Glad you know this. Yeah. Again, congratulations. Rabbit hole, dumb shit. This is what you Google when you get home at night. Yeah, man. I can never run for politics because What's... my Google history would fuck me. They'd be like, "Why are you googling syphilis in old people homes, yeah. weirdo?" <laughs> <laughs> it started with koalas, then it became <laughs> just a rabbit hole of weird shit. Yeah, the internet's crazy like that shit. Like, I mean, I go down some holes some nights. I don't come out till like two and three in the morning sometimes. Are we still doing phrasing? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really impressed by these wines. I'll be honest. Like, I was very skeptical about them. Um, one, the fact that you had to donate to a cult to get them. Yep. Two, the fact that they showed up. I'm not going to lie. I might buy more. Because they had like 12 more options. That's what always happens, bro. Ah, oh, shit. Dude, how, the cult's gripping that's me. That's how they get you they in. Got, they got a pinky <laughs> on me right now. They got one pretentious pinky holding me. <laughs> you wait. The next shipment's going to show up with a whole bunch of flyers. They hand deliver it and they're like, hey, you've given us enough money. You are now part of the platinum cult package. Next thing you know, you'll be burning Palo Santo in the house. God damn. Fucking speaking <laughs> of yoga. If I have more Palo Santo being burnt in my house, I'm going to get cancer hey, you're, from you're, it. You're all ready for the cult. Dude, man, yeah, Sarah's taking yoga classes. It is kind of culty. There's At least one. that's the friendliest cult ever. It's the and it's super healthy for you, but people are really, really into it. We have a church going next door to us, or excuse me, yoga studio going next door to us. <laughs> nice Freudian slip. I know, right? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, it. I like your point where there's nice cults, and I, there's clearly another term for it. But you know what? Whatever. Cult's a cool thing. You can be a part of it. You can be in it. Once it gets weird, but man. I think I, th I think with the cult when it gets weird, you call it a cult. When it's actually cool or normal, it's just like a club or a group or club. That might be a good yeah, like a club or community yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And you get these people that are like, you know, just like these these trikes that showed up tonight. This whole group of like fifteen like trike vehicles are all in a club rolling around together, That's like right. hanging out. And they all have one thing in common. They all like these trike vehicles. By the way. Not trikes like little kid bikes. They're like motorcycles with two wheels on the front and one wheel on the back. Yeah, a whole group of them showed up tonight. There's like 10 of them. Yeah. I've never seen that before. It was, it was a cult of them. It was a cult. Wait, how do we define cult? Like m more than 10? I think so. All right, let's it's, do that. We'll say 10. More more than a bunch, less than a gaggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cult. It's a, it's not a murder? Ooh, that's it, a crows, right? It's crows. Guess what? Gaggle is geese. Uh, I thought a gander. Gander of geese, yeah. And a bunch of moosin. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I understand the whole like goose and geese and mice and meese, and <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like, none of that shit. Elks and elksin. Yeah, the American language is jacked. Dude, it's so terrible. Dude, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying this. I, I didn't expect, I honestly actually set the bar high just because of the story, but at the same time, like they're actually well 
put together wines. Yeah, they're super drinkable. You know, like I said they're tasting old. They're definitely. I wouldn't give these wines more than ten more years. No, I would not let them. Like if they're if they're planning on moving them, they should move them here pretty quick. Yeah, I mean some of the oldest ones are from the '80s, but I mean the, the weird thing about that was this fro. So from when they first started to more in the mid '90s when this guy took over, uh, Gideon, the original winemaker, was this guy from Germany. Uh, he used to consult with Mandavi. He used to have a winery in Germany, and ironically, got kicked out by the Nazis, which is why he came to America. So a raging cult kicked him out, and then he joined this religious one. So he started it, planted all the vineyards with everybody, made just oaky, overdone wines, and then Gideon came in and renaturalized everything, basically, till the winery basically moved on to somebody else, and it went under... So was it Gideon that you talked to to buy these? I didn't. It was a. Uh, it was the guy. It's the one guy who's left running the winery, just making money. Just one of the one of the members of the fellowship of the people. And it's funny to say the fellowship of the people. I just wonder if they're like we're Tolkien fans, like you know, going for the fellowship of the ring. How old is Tolkien? Like, I mean, yeah. they're dead, but yeah, like nineteen hundred, uh, like early nineteen. I, I think late late nineteen hundreds. I think was Lord of the Rings are from like what twenties, thirties. The books, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're old. I'm dude. There's gonna be a million Lord of the Rings fans who just hated me for that. Like it's fucking 1968, you idiot. Like well, I don't know. <laughs> what well, I, I he was alive in like the 60s and something like that. I could Google it right here, but I'm not about to. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. So this is actually a good example of what happens when if you have really old wines, they can turn out really well if they're made well. Yeah. Low, low alcohol, high acid, right tannin structure. And like we always tell people too, a it's sprinkling of weird satanic prayers possibly. I don't know. Ashes of their fallen enemies. Ooh, yeah. Well, they didn't kill anybody that we know. That's of. yeah, that's a good point. It's not like their wife disappeared like the the other cult. People didn't realize that Jeffrey Dahmer killed people either cuz he ate half of them. <laughs> so they found his got into his fridge. Oh yeah, that's right. I know. Ooh, creepy. But that's not culty. That's just serial killery. Which is often culty too, because wasn't Manson his whole cult thing? Yeah, Manson's a weird one because he actually didn't have a cult. He just had people, followers, fe- followers, a, a, a fellowship of the people. He had a fellowship <laughs> of, of people. The people, <laughs> like I mean, they, these guys That's are gonna. Hate, this cult is gonna hate us. Oh, for sure. They're gonna be sitting there the whole like if the one person who listens to it, like, these motherfuckers. You know what? Honestly, I invite any one of them to come out. Mostly not anybody. The guy who sells the wine. I'll happily talk about you the entire time. Oh, yeah, I'd love to have them on the show. Because they're not bad. I, I don't think they're bad people. The people who are in it probably aren't bad. It was their founder, their leader, their can't be king. I don't know what it is. But, you know, the main guy, he was the one who did some shit. And then that's where it all fell. Also, he predicted a lot of doomsday things that didn't happen, so everybody just left. Like most things, when you're really ingrained in a cult, something doesn't happen, they just go, oh, well, fuck, and then they leave. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what my title would be. I don't want to do, like, emperor. Can't be king. It's got to be something new. It's got to be a word. That shows that you're more powerful than everybody, and yet shows that you're in charge. Like you can't be a general, can't be commandant. Can't be saint. No, that's that's again. You're going to you're going to a church. You're you're bringing out too much Catholicism in that. Yeah, but that's the basis for a lot of cults. Catholicism? Oh yeah. No, it's just in general somebody has a bad idea and thinks they're the greatest person on the planet and gets people to believe it. That's the basis of a cult. Is I'm amazing. Follow me. That's Ooh, it. That's why that's I'm, the that's the beginning. That's why I'm good at this shit. <laughs> and you get the personality like me to get everybody. Oh yeah, involved we got it. this shit. Yeah. Coming soon, Rift Wine and Colt to everybody's well, hopefully everybody's fridge. Yeah. That should be our first collab, Colt Beer. 
like yeah, the Rift Rangers. That's like our <laughs> that's like our enforcers. That's our enforcers, the yeah. Rift Rangers. Yeah. Oof. I like this. It's not a bad idea. I like the whole idea of the whole fellowship of the Rift. All right. I mean, we have like 26 ideas we just came up with in one episode. See, this is what happened. It's like anything that you don't do for a while, you get pent up and it explodes really hard and you come up with a bunch of ideas. Yeah. And then before you know it, we have a lot of followers. All the followers. I mean, look at our beer club. We signed up, you know, like 30 people in three days. So obviously people want to come on board and follow. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I definitely can't go wrong with that. We're going to turn all of our club members into followers. They should all get tattoos. Ooh. Yeah, really um, cool ones too. By the way, I can't handle tattoos. Me and needles yeah, big ass are not idiot. friends. Yeah. You want to you want to freak me out? Just text me a picture of a needle. I'll pass the hell out. You're gonna pass out if I send you a picture of a needle. Oh, dude, I'm not good with that. Excellent. I'm gonna tell you it's a it's a. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send you a link that shows how we landed on the moon, and it's just gonna be a picture of a needle. I wonder if that's because I fell into a cactus once, and that's why my phobia of needles. Sure. I don't know. I got a weird phobia of needles. All right. I passed out when I got my ear pierced when I was 13 years old. You pierced your ear? Yeah, just one. It was cool. Dude. It was cool back then when I had my rat tail. Right side or left side? The left side. Uh-huh. Well, this side. Yeah. All right. I don't. I, I, to- I totally passed out. I don't even know what to say to that. I cannot believe you had a pierced ear. Oh, yeah. It was totally awesome in 1986. Bro, I was born in 1986. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a rat tail, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was in for a while. My parachute pants. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not Obi-Wan. Anakin over there. Oh, yeah. No, MC Hammer pants. Yeah, parachute pants. Totally. They were styling. They were called Skids. S-K-I-D-Z. Oh, God. I'm starting to hate you a little bit right now. That was awesome. You should have seen my dance moves back then. Don't worry. They're coming back. I mean, I saw one dude having pants that looked like he had diapers in the front of his pants, and they were just some weird form of joggers, basically. Yep. We got really derailed on that one from a cult to, well, it's culty shit, streetwear. Oh, yeah. That's Yeezys. Kanye West could He's a start cult. a cult. Oh, his whole Sunday church thing. Kanye West could 100% start yes. a cult yes. if he wanted to. Absolutely. He'll, <laughs> he'll give everybody shoes. He'll give everybody clothes. He he thinks he's the best thing that's ever happened to this planet. That dude could have started a cult. Preaches on Sunday on a mountain in Wyoming. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They have the. Yeah, he's got a compound. He's got a compound. He's in Wyoming, by the way. You, that's Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Arizona, Colt Central. We have a building, but we don't have a compound. We have to figure out a compound. Well, we need to start a brewery, winery, and distillery all in one. All right. And we need to have hundreds of acres of land and then put like barbed wire fencing on it everywhere. And it's not to climb over, it's to climb out. <laughs> oh, there's places in Arizona we could definitely do this. Dude, it's Arizona. We could put anything anywhere we want in this yeah, state. Yeah, I could buy a whole bunch of land. Yeah. That's how it starts. It's an idea, it. and then it becomes land, it becomes real. And then we could invite Kanye to come down to a talk to our cult. I like it. Riders on the rift. Rider, <laughs> riders on the rift. <laughs> See, we already have a we theme have song. Theme song. It's awesome. Excellent. This is getting better. It's like the wines. It's better and better. Better and better, man. I'm uh, I'm actually excited. I want to go pour a few of these for some of our people out there. Oh, hey, look. Yeah, half half those people aren't old enough. Like these wines are older than are them. Older than them. God, that makes me feel. I, you must feel old. I feel old. <laughs> no, dude, I'm young. You're only as old as you date? Yeah. All right. So which means that I'm about this old. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, buddy. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on these? No, I'm, re- I'm really happy we opened these. I was actually... You know that I was a little nervous about having these. And also our first episode back, I was wondering kind of like how we wanted to approach this. I'm glad we opened these, just had a normal conversation. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of wondered about the whole cult wine thing. Just yeah. Be- just because I represented... 
the wines of Colt Wine Central, like Ghost Block, Elizabeth Rose, and you know they used to have like Choquette and Hoops and a bunch of other stuff in Colt Wine Central. Yeah, because the big ones are always like I said, the Screaming Eagle, the Scarecrow, First Growth Bordeaux. You know, shoot, you could probably throw in like Dominus into that Harlan Bond. Everybody thinks those are Colt wines because they're really hard to get. When the fact of the matter is, you trace enough stuff back, you might just be able to say that the term Colt wine came from renaissance vineyard because of what happened because you would never have heard colt anything before the 90s and and, and nowadays they always have the word collector too colt collector colt ones. collector yeah and they're yeah. like back to back you always say one back yeah. to back yeah i can't wait yeah I, I i think it's cool and if anybody wants to ask me about it i got a ton more information that i like research about it because something about me just triggers something where i'm like oh let me learn about all the dumbest shit for the next 45 or you know, from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m., and then I go to bed for three hours and then wake up at 9 and come here now at this point. <laughs> yeah, you wake up and you check your search history to see what you actually looked up. <sighs> You're like, oh, shit. I I'm on government watch. I was like, this guy looked up Colts and other weird shit all night long. Yeah. So. Dogecoin, Colts. Dogecoin is a cult, man. <laughs> it is. They, they, they throw money into something that's probably not going to work. They all talk about how amazing it is. They have charismatic leaders in it. Dogecoin yeah. is a cult. People are getting tattoos with like doges on them. And... Oh, good. But dude, they made, a, they made a NASCAR car. Yeah. Do you say NASCAR or NASCAR car? Ooh. NASCAR car. NASCAR car. NAS yeah. Ooh. Oh. That's funny. Speaking of which, NASCAR is a cult. Let's not kid ourselves about There's that one. one. Yeah. I think everything at this point might actually be a cult. I mean, it think about to... it. Like like being a Yankee fan. Yeah. It's You're... opening day, by the way. Yeah, tomorrow. April, oh, yeah, 4th. April, April 1st. 1st. April yeah. Fool's Day. Yeah, dude. NASCAR people are fully... Dude, they have tattoos of drivers on their arms. They have flags, pictures up on their wall. Uh, watch out for April Fool's Day jokes tomorrow. You know, I'm not working, so fuck you. Yeah, but you know everybody has them. Like They post them online. Dude, my buddy... Would change his birthday to on Facebook to April Fool's Day, and then uh, Facebook got mad at him for doing it, and they made him keep it. So now he's like permanently April <laughs> Fool's Day. So like you've changed your birthday too many times. Now you're stuck there. Well, I'm seeing Brandon Casey tomorrow night, and he's not going to hear this podcast. So I'm thinking I'm bring a nice bottle of champagne that's actually been filled with Smirnoff Ice, but been recorked. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd oh my really god, cool. that's exactly what actually I'm going to do tomorrow. Even better. So yeah, man. Anything else you want to say? No, nah, these were awesome. These are really cool wines. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. This was a unique yeah. start to this. We're going to do a lot more. we got some awesome guests coming, and we'll go from there. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Spilling the Truth, spillingthetruth.com. Uh, our bar is called Rift Bar. Uh, Riftbaraz.com is our website. We're here all the time. If you want to come back uh, to us, just please cult people. Don't come and kill me. Yeah, no, but if you want us to join, we like wine. John will donate. I'll do it. I'll give some of my salary to you. If you're a cult of uh, flat earthers or whatever, I might be willing to talk to you, oh, too. Oh, Jesus. All right. On that <laughs> note, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, guys. Um, we got a lot more coming. See you yeah. all later. Awesome. Love you. Peace.